And it's almost like I need the slip lead and the gentle leader. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's tough. Or you can the try harness. the prong. <laughs> and the harness. And the, You're gonna have, like, the prong. He's going to look like a marionette. You're going to be like walking him <laughs> down the street yourself with all of your hands. <laughs> Here we go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And today we're just going to have an episode on some nice gentle reminders about behaviors and tools. Mm-hmm. Have you got any uh, updates for us? Some Ralph updates? We have to do the Ralph check-in. We just have yes. to be coming at that. Um, he's getting big. <laughs> <laughs> he's eight months now. And He's, he's a big puppy. But he's a teenager, isn't he? He's a teenager, yeah. So he's <laughs> testing me. So the sweet little puppy that was listening to me the last two, three weeks is gone. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> it's funny because I have like actual teenagers and uh, one of them isn't too bad, but the other one is definitely into teenager mode. Mm. <laughs> so it's happening with my humans, but I remember it with Gibbon too. You're just like, what? We we had such a good thing going. Like, yeah. why are you? Why are you? Why are you lipping back at me? I know. <laughs> Tinny Bopper Ralph is just not listening. Yes. So my dining room table is higher. It's like bar height. Yep. Um, so now he can just get his little front paws on it mm. and he could grab whatever is on the edge. Oh, Ralphie. Yes. And I was using like a pet corrector mm -hmm. for him, which helped with the biting. Mm-hmm. But he's now desensitized to it, so it doesn't work. <laughs> like up the ante, you get a fire extinguisher. <laughs> maybe an Ralph, air no, maybe an air horn. Although your neighbors would probably hate you. <laughs> but I might only have to do it a couple of times. Yeah, it's true. You could try. So it. if I go Ralph, no, he'll like he'll go down, and then he looks like really sad, like he knows. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at like his butt because that's where I would like do the psh. <laughs> so he knows it's coming, but, and it's almost like he doesn't like it. Yeah. But he doesn't care. Yeah. Because it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm not really sure. I guess just being consistent. Yes. And tr like really trying to not leave anything there that he can get. Mm -hmm. Because every time he gets something, it's like a win for him, right? Yeah, but it's also about, like, as we're about to discuss today, finding a new tool. And it's and I know that you've exhausted a whole bunch of different ones, but you need <laughs> to find what is going yeah. to communicate with them, what gets that no going so that you can leave stuff on the edge of the table. And then it's a no. Yes. Yes. So do I, do I know what's interesting? I'll tell a quick Gibbs story to you. And it's funny because like, I think I, I forget which ones I was watching. I'm not sure if it was Monsieur Doggett or if it was somebody else talking about the like whole dog park aspect of things and the, the danger of being like, oh, yes, my dog's friendly because ultimately you don't know. And we had quite the extensive discussion with Evan Doggett last week about learning dog language and stuff like that. And most people who own dogs just for the sake of owning a dog don't know that. 
I would say I'm, I'm a somewhat experienced dog owner and I don't understand the dog language. I understand my dog's body language. I don't yeah. understand other people's body language. So anyways, so last night um, we decided to take the dogs across the street to there's a there's a park there. And then like when you there's this massive field to your left when you turn left and we always let them off leash and let them go run in that field part part and they have a good run up and down and then come back. So we're approaching the big field part and to my right there's these two people that are doing dog training with like a new collie pup super cute and they're oh. doing the sit stays and there she's trying to maintain focus with them as i'm approaching with my dogs and i'm giving them like a wide berth because i know how hard it is to concentrate and my dogs are on leash and they're all, all fine and everything and once they were you know not super in, focused in the zone as we were approaching i said would you mind if i let my dogs off leash they're just gonna run up the field this way and she said to me oh sure no problem she said uh, uh we'll probably be joining you and don't worry my dog's friendly classic mm -hmm. classic saying so we uh we let like our is he though <laughs> is he <laughs> well guess who guess who turned out to be the the a-hole <laughs> uh-oh it was baby none, coley none other than lord gibbonsworth the third oh no <laughs> well anyway so um so we put our dogs always in a sit stay and we take the leashes off and we walk ahead a little bit and then we give them the release command okay and then they run up the field becky is on the e-collar so she's totally fine and then they did they came like right up behind us so she let her dog off and her dog immediately came up to becky and was like puppy puppy being a super puppy around becky so i was like becky here because i always keep her close to me because becky doesn't want the puppies in her face she's an old gal and she starts with the elvis presley like almost like right away but she's being pretty patient with this dog and this dog was like very the puppy like all like in her face and sniffing her bum sniffing her and, and like come on let's play and stuff and then so anyways and gibbon had already run up the field so my husband started calling gibbon back and was like oh you want to play with this guy he's more young and spry so he's calling gibbon he's like come on gibbs come play and <laughs> very similar to what happened with what ralph when you came over gibbon comes running and like completely <laughs> like charges and just runs this dog over like steamroller like like the dog was standing sideways and gibbon like literally just pummeled into like its abdomen like completely knocking the dog down so we, I was like, I was like, Gibbon, I was like, let, let's go. So I was like, oh, we're just going to walk ahead. And I started running up and Gibbon runs up the field, turns around, comes back and does it again. No Oh, way. yes. Yes. So he knows what he's doing. Yes. He's not just like, no. whatever. Like, I, I don't. No, it's, it's, it's not and... yeah it's not it's not like clumsy it's not like whatever like it was purposeful and I was very surprised to see that so again even as a somewhat experienced dog owner uh you just never know how they are going to react to other dogs each yeah it's it's like saying oh I'm friendly with everybody well that's not true like we all work ourselves into situations every day where you meet like a jerk or you have a standoff with somebody and and a conflict arises it happens in coffee shops it happens at grocery stores it happens wherever you you can't say oh don't worry I'm friendly to like everyone because you never know when you're when you're not <laughs> and i don't punch <laughs> i don't punch but i will if i have to <laughs> you can't you can't say how you're going to react in any given situation it's i'll go same. to the other end of the store and start running and just run right into you <laughs> yeah i will definitely take take 
a page from Gibbons book there. That's that's definitely going to be my approach. I'm just going to back up with my elbows. shopping cart and be like, no. <laughs> Get them right on the side. And then you go back. Like go around back the other to... aisle and then you go back. <laughs> Anyways. You so, add stuff to your cart so it's heavier. <laughs> I leash them up. They they turn around. My husband apologized Aww. and they apologized to us. Like, it, again, like it, it could have been like a lot worse. But again, that's the dangers of like he's friendly and me thinking like, you know, I have like total control of my dog and then he's going to be friendly too. But he's not. So you know, unless they like know each other, like Gibbon has never done that to Becky and he's never done that to Sadie, like the, my dad's dog that he goes to the cottage with all the time. But that's again, from slow introductions and socializing yeah. and like, hanging out together. Cause he did it to like Ralph. That. He did. Like, what but I heck? thought that was just like, I he thought just it couldn't was too. stop. Like exactly. Like it, it was, he was just, cause when he <laughs> runs full tilt, like, yeah, it's, it's hard yeah. to put on the brakes, but he just like, legit like took that dog out maybe it's something with that field i don't know i don't know what that maybe. is i should i should ask uh maybe i should ask monsieur doggett <laughs> monsieur doggett what's so, wrong with my dog what do you do when they like back up and like charge at <laughs> like, it's like run- a bull i was gonna say it's like running of the bulls maybe i should get given some horns for halloween this year <laughs> I'll be, and I'll be the matador. I'll dress up with a big hat, a nice like suit, <laughs> red uh. flag for Gibbs. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, again, looking at these behaviors and uh, talking about tools. So, um, a good introduction to this, and I'll give like a couple of. Uh, I've got some different posts that I've seen on some of our friends uh, on on the social this week that is very pertinent to this episode. And um, I'll tell a couple of stories to sort of lead us into it. So tools and behavior. Um, Here's a good example. I mentioned it two episodes ago, I think. Uh, I was on vacation. My dad was watching Gibbon for me. I showed my dad how to use the prong collar, where to place it. And my dad watched once, but you could tell was not going to use it and wasn't interested in using it. For anybody who hasn't listened to the show before, my dad often participates in the care of my dog and yet has no rules and no interest in training or like doing any of the has no boundaries with the dog so um lo and behold the my dad was like I couldn't figure out how to work that thing and I never used it so I was like okay and when I went to go pick him up after my vacation my dad had lost it in his house somewhere and couldn't find it Mm. so now I'm trying to take Gibbon out for a walk. He's pulling. I don't have my prong collar with me. So I was like calling my dad and I was like, can you please get the prong collar back for me? Like he's, I'm, I'm going to need like a shoulder replacement soon. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm looking. So he finally got it back and now we're back into the swing and things. No problem. I can remember getting Gibbon and I can remember working with Becky prior to getting Gibbon. And I can remember even trying to get Becky to walk nicely on leash. And we've talked about this before, trying the variety of different leashes and stuff that are out there and finding the right one for the right dog and the right situation and what you want to be doing with your dog. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to walk Gibbon. Like you see people that just have like a leash and a collar and that's it. And they can walk so nicely down the street. That's not going to happen with Gibbon. It's just not. And so I have to use the prong. And I remember feeling like you feel like you failed or like, there, no, there's got to be something I can do. But it's not. Yeah. It's he just wears the prong. And that's just how how it's just how we roll. <laughs> Is he constantly pulling? 
oh, he constantly pulls right at the get-go and I've tried stopping and I've tried the food thing and I tried like all these different things. It's not from a, a lack of trying. I think it's part of it is um, bread. Like it's the breed of the yeah. dog and what their job is meant to do. And the other part of it is that he's with my dad half of the time where he just runs off leash. And yeah. again, like we're super off leash people. His recall's like good, but he's used to being off leash. So like when I'm walking him to the park, it's literally like 50 meters max from my front door to yeah. where I off leash him. And <clears throat> doing the amount of training or, or trying like, cause I did try ch training in the beginning. It just wasn't worth it. Cause it's for that 50 meter like walk. And now yeah. with the prong, like uh, again, and you, you have to do a bit of training with the prong, but he responds really well to the prong. But as I mentioned on a previous episode, I tried the prong collar with Becky before, having no idea how to use it, where to place the collar, like nothing. And I like I was choking her to death. And it, and the and the only thing I was doing wrong with her is is the placement of the collar. I had no idea until yeah. until Michelle from Canines in the Capital told me no, like even and before even putting trying the prong with Becky, even just putting her normal leash and a different placement on her neck. You need to find the spot where you're communicating with the dog. That's just like the story that I that I wanted to tell is that like even, you know, at this uh, point in the game, I need that prong dog, uh, collar to walk my dog. I just do. Yeah, and that's okay. Otherwise he pulls and that's totally okay. Yeah. And one of the videos that I saw this week was um, Evan Doggett and it was a quick, like, I love all these guys because they're so good at their video clips and showing, like, in one instance. So he was in a parking lot, and these people had a Bernie's Mountain Dog on a harness, okay? And the dog's <laughs> jumping, and well, I, I can't even remember if it was a Bernie's or a Golden, but whatever. It's jumping like crazy, super reactive to people and everything like that, and pulling on them and pulling on them and pulling on them. And then he floats to the next clip, and they're still in the same parking lot. He said it took, like, what, 20, 30 minutes later? And he's leading the dog with the prong collar with a pinky on the leash. That's all it takes. It, and it's yeah. really quick. With the prong collar, the training is, like, so, so quick. But you got to know that you can't leave it on them all the time. Mm. You can't leave it on them when they're alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... The next thing for you might be the prong because you can leave yeah. the leash on in the house. He's actually so Ralph walks well mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah, but when he pulls, he'll pull hard enough. Mm -hmm. So if he sees, sometimes even if he sees another dog, like he'll just keep walking. Yeah. But if he sees a dog that he knows, mm -hmm. he'll pull. Okay. So we started with the slip lead. You were there when we bought it. Yep. Um, and unless it's in the right place and hasn't slid down, it works really well. Yes. But most of the time it's and lower than it should be. Yes. Um, and then you're and not, then he just pulls. You're not in the right zone because, and as soon as it slips down, because with most collars, like whether it be prong or what was that other one that we, we had never heard about when we did our equipment. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, like a it's it plastic. Yes, yeah, like a plastic thing with like triangles on it, and it functions it's the, the same, same way as the, as the prong. So whatever you're using, you need to ensure the right placement of it. Because like I said, I tried this pinch collar before, and I remember at the store because I said it it looks like a torture tool, and people look at it and they think, oh my god, and which I'm going to touch a, a little bit upon next. 
uh, people look at it and they think, oh my God, you're hurting your dog or oh my God, like that's terrible. And oh my God. And it's, it's not if you use it correctly. So yes, I was choking Becky and I couldn't take it anymore, but it wasn't in the right place. When, when you put it up almost right around the back of their ears, like it has to be really highly mm -hmm. placed. And that's why the slip lead worked great. Same thing when I was training with Gibbs, all the, my videos that I have of training them as a puppy worked super well with the slip lead but the the slip leads don't hold in place like a prong like a prong needs to be like super tightly fit and because it has those um the prongs the prongs hold and stay in place longer because they're pushing into the skin and then once you apply a little bit of pressure it's it's just pulling a little bit so unless you are like actively actively like giving them like a hard mm -hmm. hard pop like that yes they're gonna whimper and they're gonna cry but again you shouldn't be doing that unless the situation calls for it so if you're doing simple leash training you shouldn't be reefing on that prong collar making them like yip and yelp the whole way it doesn't yeah. call for it you 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 start by doing the gentle exercises where literally you do it with your pinky finger and you can go by it's very recent on doggett style uh training on his facebook page you can take your pinky finger and you start by doing it's called 180s. So you let your dog walk to as far as the leash can go. And now you start pulling on it. And as soon as they turn around, you let go of that pressure. So it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Okay, she's pulling me. Okay, I'll come. They naturally come back your way. So now you let them walk the, in the other direction to the end of the leash. And then you say stop or you start adding commands to it afterwards, right? So like, and, and you, you start pulling on it. And as soon as they turn around and come back, and then you start experimenting with that more. Because like I said, when you're in the routine of going around the block this exact same way, your dog mm -hmm. becomes a part of that routine. So if you come out one morning and decide to take a right rather than a left that you normally do, they're going to be like, what the heck? Like, and they're going to be stern and stubborn about it. So switch it up. So they learn, uh, what does she want me to do? And yeah, I better do it. Cause otherwise that uncomfortable feeling is going to come. <laughs> and, and whether it be a prong collar, whether it be a slip lead, whether it be a, pshht, whether it be a, an air horn, <laughs> <laughs> whether it be a spray bottle psst, psst. <laughs> mm. you, you got to find your tools and you got to experiment with them and yeah um and and that's that you know yeah. what i mean so um do you have anything else to say on that because i'm going to show you this thing that i found well we start i can go through like what we did with ralph and where <laughs> where we're at now Mm -hmm. So we did the slip lead, which works really well until he sees somebody he knows or sees a dog that he knows and he really wants to go play. Mm -hmm. um, and then we tried the harness. I really wanted to get a harness because everybody was stopping us to pet Ralph. So I had these badges saying like in training on it. Mm -hmm. um, but then with the leash hooked on the harness, he was actually really easy to pull back mm -hmm. like as soon as he was going he was moving forward too far he was mm -hmm. easy to just pull back like I could just like take my index finger and my thumb and just pull on the leash and he would fall back okay um but then if he went sideways it was kind of awkward mm -hmm. so that didn't <laughs> that didn't work super well um so I continue with the slip lead and I mean, it's okay. It's not like it's not, it's the worst thing. But we recently just got a gentle leader. 
Because mm. Wiggum would walk with the gentle leader and it went really well. He didn't mind it. But Ralph looks so sad. Oh, when yeah. When we put it on. Yeah. Is he <laughs> so just so like... sad? Yeah. And then he doesn't want to walk. He just sits there. Oh. And then he walks like maybe 20 meters and then he, he stops. Does he try to get it <laughs> off? Does he pot his face? Yeah, so he'll open his mouth like super, super wide. It, it almost looks like really disturbing. And then he'll <laughs> pot his face while his mouth is open. And I'm just like, ah, it looks so weird. <laughs> I know. So I remember trying it with Becky again when yeah. I was trying to address her le- leash behaviors. And she could not stand uh, that thing on her face. And, and, and it wasn't even like she would just sit there or she wouldn't walk for me. I, she would be doing, I'm not kidding you, somersaults in the grass, rubbing her face, trying to get it off her face. Mm-hmm. Like full on freak out like mode. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll make it stop. <laughs> like, again, like it's hard to watch, right? So like you get yeah. in and you're like, hey, clearly this doesn't work. And um, Did she try to rub her face on the street? Yes. Because Ralph does that yes. too. And I'm like, no. Literally, like she would go to the curb and rub her face on it and pot it, pot it. And I couldn't. So the, the only thing with the gentle leader is that I know it works for some dogs. So yes, it's another tool to try. And I mm-hmm. remember, and I think I mentioned this on another episode too. I remember uh, one of a friend on Facebook posted um, this photograph and it was like this 3d image of the vascularization of a dog's yes i remember that do you remember that and her saying this is why i don't use a gentle leader because you're pushing on all of those super sensitive like vascular like structures like around the nose because dogs are very nose heavy right like they're using their like constantly sniffing so there's a ton of uh nerves vascularization yeah so you can't really pull no you so ralph just sits there yeah and it's almost like i need the slip lead and the gentle leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's tough. Or you can the try harness. the prong. <laughs> and the harness. And the, You're gonna have, like, the prong. He's going to look like a marionette. You're going to be like walking him <laughs> down the street yourself with all of your hands. <laughs> Here we go for a walk. <laughs> Super complicated. You should have called him puppet. <laughs> puppet. Oh. oh, puppet. Oh, my little puppet. 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 Oh, puppet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I don't know if he's just eventually just going to get used to it. Because when he walks with it, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes he'll walk and he'll be like, oh, he forgets that he has it on. Yeah. He'll walk for like five minutes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap, I have this thing on my face. So I'm just going to like pot it and open my mouth and just <laughs> sit here. <laughs> but when he does walk, he walks really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, like, again, like when people look at the prong collar and that sort of like people that let's just put it out there. People are going to judge what you're doing with your dog no matter what, (laughs) no matter what. And it doesn't matter because gentle leader looks massive to you. Oh, does it? I'm like, it just looks like a big contraption. <laughs> I always like, okay, Ralph, we're going to put your device on. <laughs> device. <laughs> we're going to put on your torture device. Yes. But um, I think it's good that you're willing to try things. And again, some of these things can be expensive. So my suggestion would be take to your Craigslist or Kijiji or any of that stuff because people tend to sell like all the stuff that they've used and it hasn't worked for them. Mm-hmm. So definitely take a look there. But again, depending on which pet store you go to and who you're talking to um 
not a lot of people are going to know how to use the tool that that you might be interested in. So always before yeah. purchasing something, like take to YouTube, watch Solid Canine, mm-hmm. watch Evan Doggett. If you put it into YouTube, whatever you're doing, like e-collar training, um, uh, prong collar training, you will find like an endless amount of like videos from like some of the major names that we just mentioned um, that will help you. And there's like a ton of other people that do it too. There's like a lot of awesome, awesome dog trainers throughout the U.S. who have a strong presence online. So definitely check it out. So I found this thing. Um, Canines in the Capitol posted um, a whole bunch of stuff this week that sort of like led us to this episode. And um, again, when you're looking at dog behaviors, you're not just looking at the dog. You need to look in the mirror, people, too. (laughs) And... um, I can't remember if if uh, Monsieur Doggett said this on air or not, but we asked what one of his thresholds was for kicking a person out of their program or or a dog out of their program, and he said it's people who are not willing to do the work, and that's definitely what it comes down to. So one thing that Canines in the Capital shared on their page this week, I'm going to read, and it's from another website called Positively Calm. <laughs> so this is uh, their little blurb that they wrote. They said, the longer a dog is allowed to marinate in your soft, enabling, indulgent presence, the stronger his association with you becomes, and the taller the mountain you will have to climb to earn any believability and respect. Training a handful of obedience commands, using tools to help create leverage, and setting limitations on unacceptable behavior is actually the easy part. Retraining how your dog views you and who you are in their world is the toughest part of your entire journey. Your dog's past relation to you, what you've allowed to repeatedly occur, and what you've prioritized in your relationship, spoiling, affection, playtime, and freedom, needs to be reprogrammed. And your dog is way too smart not to make you earn the new understanding of how your interactions affect him. If your relationship with your dog is heavily skewed to one side, that of playtime, freedom, treats, food, and a ton of affection, she sees you in the only perspective you have to offer, soft, accommodating, and desperate need of a leader. This one-dimensional relationship fuels their stress and anxiety, and he takes on the role of leader for you. Removing unearned privileges and excessive freedoms may shift the way your dog currently views you, but a dog used to getting away with whatever he fancies will make you scratch and claw your way to believability in order to completely reverse this perception of the softy he was to so habi- so habituated to taking advantage of. Basic obedience is the easiest and fastest part of this equation, but training for respect and for your dog to look at you through a new lens typically takes a lot more time and most definitely a commitment to consistency. well said right yeah so again like this this is the trap that people fall into and this is where it comes with the humanizing and this is where it comes with the latest uh louis vuitton purse that fits your dog so perfectly inside and the beautiful (laughs) little necklace that you can buy for them and then little toys that you get for them constantly because we love them it's it's like for some people this is like their fur babies they're legit fur babies mm-hmm. even i have a hard time going to the pet store and not buying something for my dogs i'm like should we get them yeah. something <laughs> you know what i mean just a little stuffy whether like a little stuffy whether it's a little treat like you you want to treat them but you need to make them work for it so you can't come home mm-hmm. and just be like here's a treat for doing absolutely for what jumping all over me at the at the door that's where the mistakes come in 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And with the humanizing. And I told the story before and I have a million like it. And you can literally go out and just observe people with their dogs and watch it like on the daily. But um, one of my cousins, I think, had a hound dog. And I remember her posting something on Facebook about a thunderstorm one night. And she said, oh, another sleepless night because her dog was so terrified. And the when your dog is whining or afraid of something you're like oh right and it's, mm-hmm. and and again especially yeah. with the small dogs because people are it's the ah factor oh it's okay it's okay fluffy Baby. it's okay and now you're petting them but in their word they're like they're like oh all i have to do is like cry a little bit and they're going to like pet i'm going to get affection i'm going to get a little treat I'm going to like, so I was at my son's baseball game the other night and uh, one of the parents on the team has this cute little dog. I forget what it is, but its name is Teddy because it looks like a little teddy bear. It's a doodly something miniature. Doodly poodly. (laughs) A doodly poodly. (laughs) And um, her husband was coaching the game. And every time he would walk past to go and coach at first base, the dog would whine when, when he would pass by. And she'd go, oh, Teddy, it's okay. It's okay. And pet him and pet him and give him a treat. And I, again, it's one of those things, it's like watching somebody parent their kids. You're like, oh my God, I would never do that. But you can't, you can't really <laughs> say it. I don't want to be the person who's like, don't do that with your dog. I'm the dog police nope. and I'm judging you. But people forget that aspect of it is, is like you human, you humanize it. I always say it's like the Ikea commercial where the people get rid of the lamp and the lamps out on the street in the rain and the garbage (laughs) and they're playing this dramatic music. And then the Ikea guy is like, silly you lamps don't have feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs have feelings. They're just not as complex as ours. No, no. So you need to, you need to be a leader. And when they're afraid of something, they need you to tell them, no, you don't need to be afraid of that. So same thing, like we had fi- when we had fireworks going off, Gibbon wasn't super reacting or shaking like Scraps used to because we made that mistake with Scrappy back in the day. We're like, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. And pet him and he'd come over just shaking like a leaf. And here we are yeah. re- reinforcing it the whole time. And with Gibbs, he would just like, whenever one would go off, he would do the like, <laughs> and I was like, no. Like, and it was no, and it was a correction each time because you don't have to worry about it. I'm the boss here. I tell you what you need to worry about and what you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And that's Darling. that. And that's that. <laughs> you need to be the leader. So again, like with my dad, there's no work for it. You don't have to wait for your food to be fed. You don't have to do anything for a treat. He just gives it to you. <laughs> You don't have to do anything for affection. <laughs> you just need to walk over and he gives you nice pets. Like there is no earning like anything. And Aww. I remember having this discussion at the cottage with Michelle from uh, Canines in the Capital with my dad there. And I remember my dad being like, my mom said, oh, he thinks Michelle is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> Michelle's not running up the road on a four wheeler trying to chase down her dog now, is she? So who the crazy <laughs> one now, dad? But anyways, um, so those are, I thought that was an important factor. You have to remember that it's not just the dog. Um, You need, you need to look at you. You need to look at you. And um, I was saying to Vero just before we hit record here, all of the things that we had sort of predicted at the beginning of the pandemic on Let's Boop Snoots 
like we said, all these people are getting dogs because they're stuck inside. And then I, I, I bet you anything, they're all gonna, there's going to be all these returns and the humane societies are going to be at capacity. And lo and behold, it's happening. It's happening. And we're there and people are returning dogs. And if dogs can't, then it makes it twice as hard for the next person, right? Because yeah. now there's all these like pre like programmed behaviors. You don't know where they're coming from or why. You have to guess at it and then again start the repro the whole process again. So let's go save them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so here's another thing that was posted uh, by Canines in the Capitol, and this is another one of our uh, favorite um, people, Mr. Sean O'Shea from the Good Dog, and he posted just like a quick little like meme poster post thing. I didn't mean to say Mimi like that weird person did on the internet, and now everybody makes fun of them. <laughs> was it like a Heidi meme? said Mimi? <laughs> it's not. A, it's not Mimi. a Mimi. It's it, it looks. It's a Mimi type thing. <laughs> Anyways, a meme. It says. Mimi? It says the Mimi says. <laughs> People are predators. They're looking for soft, easy targets. When it comes to dog training and the tools one chooses to use, how you carry yourself and move through the world will have a significant impact on whether others choose to harass you about your choices or not. Mm. So I found that one interesting too, because like I mentioned, I, I, ho I hope there wasn't people around looking at me trying to use that prong collar with Becky for the first time because they would have been like, who is this woman like legit abusing her dog out on the street? Because here <laughs> I am like, you know, popping this collar and like I wasn't like, but ever, like not making her whine, but a couple of times like she did. And I was just like, what am I doing? And it was like confusing for me and confusing for her. And I had no yeah. clue. And so it was a complete and total fail. And yes, what I classified as abusive towards my dog probably would looking back at it now self-reflecting a <laughs> yeah. little bit I didn't know what I was doing nobody now told you know. me how to use the tool and now you will never see me like that but if I see somebody out in the street with a prong collar yet like reefing on this thing trying to get like a dog to sit They're or not, whatever yeah I probably would go over and intervene and just be like hey <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert but I've seen this before and it was me trying to figure out how to use a prong collar do you want some help or whatever i would probably intervene because people yeah. don't know how to use this stuff they just don't mm -hmm. they just don't and same with the e-collar they think they that you can just shock the crap out of your dog but it doesn't yeah. it's, it's there's like an art to it and it takes time and it's like yeah the same thing as learning how to cook or like how to knit like it's not like all right i got the needles I'm going to knit me a scarf. <laughs> like <laughs> you need like a pattern and Boom. you need to like watch people and you need somebody coaching you a little bit maybe. And it all depends on like how you learn. So people need to do that as well. So I think I, I mentioned a few episodes ago too, where we were just talking about like manners and when to mind your own business and when not to. But do you remember when I told you the story about how I was driving down the street in the car with my mom and there was this guy who had his dog on a harness and he was the same yeah. thing. He was like, you could tell he was getting frustrated with his dog. The dog was pulling like an incredible amount and he kept reefing on the harness and it's a harness. It's not going to hurt the dog. And my mom rolled down the window and she was like, cut it out or she said something like that. And I was like, mom, <laughs> stop. I'm like, none of your business. Yeah. None of your business. He's not hurting yeah. the dog. The dog's not in distress. He's definitely having a difficult time, but he's not asking for our help. So <laughs> leave the man be. 
you know? But I think that's what that post was about is that like, again, no matter what, like people don't tend typically see the e-collar. So it's so funny. And, but that's because Becky has longer fur. So when I'm out with Becky and she's just like, you know, at the, the, at, at one word commands doing exactly what I want her to do. People are like, Oh my God. I feel like I'm so good. She's so like seriously. People are like, she's so. Oh my god, what a well-trained dog! And like seriously, like I feel so bad because I can't even take credit for it. I'm like, oh, it's an e-collar. People like, let's come. (laughs) I'm not like the next Caesar Milan here, the next Evan Doggett, the next Sean O'Shea, the next Solid Canine Training. (laughs) It was actually thank you. Canines in the capital, the dead, the e-collar training for me. I can't even take credit for that. <laughs> but yes, she is well trained. <laughs> it's like I feel so much shame. I, I feel like I need to put a poster on her back being like. <laughs> I have an e-collar. I have an e-collar and my owner didn't even do the training on that. <laughs> but um, it's like when people walk by Ralph and he like I get him to sit and he just like sits there and he doesn't move. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God, he's so good. And then he doesn't move. And then they're like, oh, my God, he's really good. And he's like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. And then he moves and I'm pulls and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he was good. <laughs> it is. It's so tough. Until your voice. Yeah. The pitch went a little bit higher. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing will set a dog off more than that, for sure. Mm. But, um. Yeah, it's it's a matter of choosing your t- your tools, folks. So um, I remember seeing like another um, post by Sean O'Shea on on the interwebs, where he was talking more specifically how to use the e collar. So the e collar, everybody, is basically a tens machine. So there's a controller that the owner holds with a dial on it. And um, it goes from one to a hundred and I put the collar around my wrist and turned it up and I couldn't feel anything until it was at a 12. So basically you put it on a dog and you try to find out, like you put it on them when when they're sleeping and then you turn it up a little bit and give it a little buzz and see what, and see if they react. So you find their reactive point where it's just like this little tiny thing where they're like, what the hell? what the hell was that? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then, and then, um, once you figure out what that level is, so for Becky indoors, it's a 12. And of of course you got to do this again outside and outside you got to kick it up a notch because outside there's wind, there's cars, there's streets, there's people, there's dogs, there's squirrels, distractions, distractions galore. (laughs) So you, it's that little tiny buzz that they could kind of feel inside where there's way less distractions. Now they're no longer paying attention to you. Like the drive is in, right? It's like the pupils Mm -hmm. are enlarged and they're like, oh my God, the world. So you go with a higher number outside. Now, if they were to run into the street Every e-caller person and trainer and video will tell you, you crank that up to a hundred and you give it a buzz because that's, and now that's like pretty much a shock caller where you're delivering like a significant shock, but you're only to use that in life or death situations, mm-hmm. super dangerous yeah. ones. So that's basically like the functioning of an e-caller. When you start training with it, you just, you start with the commands that they already know. So I would say like Becky sit and I'm holding the the button down. So as long as you're pressing the button, it's delivering the, the uh, electrical message to them. So I would say Becky sit down and holding the button the whole time until she sits and then remove it. So she goes, Oh, okay. When I do whatever she says, that, that 
annoying feeling goes away. It stops. Mm. So you start with those things and then you take it outside and you practice more there and stuff like that. And Becky, who was like crazy reactive to squirrels, uh, canines in the capital had her like literally just sitting there like nonchalantly like checking out a squirrel that was like, I'm not kidding you, like three feet away from her. (laughs) So uh, that's how easily you can get them to listen to you because she doesn't care about the squirrel. She cares about you and what you want her Mm -hmm. to do. And because you're the boss and you're the leader, follow the leader, 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 follow the leader. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so oh, I forget where I was going with this now. I was talking about e-callers. Oh, yeah. So Sean O'Shea did this post where people. So let's give an instance with Ralph. Ralph, you know, can put two paws on the table and can grab stuff from the edge of the table. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, uh, he did a post and I can't remember specifically what it said, but he said that he will always up the ante on something like that. Because you, if they're willing to do that with you there, right? they're definitely willing to do it when you're not around. So if you up the ante and give, deliver, like he's not saying do a 100 and shock the, the shit out of them because it's not like a life or death, but it could be depending on what's on the counter. What's what on the counter, yeah. What they're counter surfing for. So he gives it, like I forget how much he said or whatever but he said that that when he's sitting around the house and he sees them counter surf or something like that not even like a Becky no he doesn't give them anything he delivers a a hefty shock because he wants them to know that is you're not doing that whether somebody's around or not Uh uh-uh yeah Yeah. Uh -uh. no go (laughs) and I was like that totally makes sense so, uh, like, I'd be, like, tempted, like, and I know you're not quite at the e-caller yet with, like, Ralph or whatever. I, mm-hmm. My suggestion to you moving forward would be the prong. Because yeah. the prong, you, you can put the pressure on to guide him what you want him to do. And you can right. deliver a correction. When even, so when you see that the dogs, again, this comes to knowing your own dog's language and behavior. And if you see the dog coming down the street, and if you see his ears start to pop up, like you watch at the very first reaction, if you see them even thinking about being reactive, reactive, you give them a, a tiny little pop, a tiny little pop as a correction is like, nope, you still have to listen to me. Yeah. And you keep, just keep on walking. Just keep on swimming like a dory. Just keep, <laughs> keep swimming. on swimming. Just keep swimming. So that would be my suggestion to you moving forward, but that's totally up to you if you want to try a couple yeah. of other things and see how it goes first. Um, but if with the gentle leader, he refuses to move again, you can't pull on a gentle leader. No, it's like I would need the slip lead. So you could try it with the slip lead and then try both, but now you're marionetting it a little bit. But with two, it's doable, but yeah. Maybe not the trio we'll with the, the harness slip lead. <laughs> Gentle leader. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> the, Poor the, Ralph. The HS. The HSS. I feel like he'd be super embarrassed. The HSG. Going for a walk. <laughs> be like, hi guys. I got all my gear on. <laughs> so anyways, uh, hopefully this chat was helpful to, to some people. Again, I've, I've said this a bazillion times on the show and I will continue to say it research watch videos know what you're buying know how Mm -hmm. to put it on the dog properly yes and give it a good honest try before you move on to the next tool yeah and sometimes one thing works and one thing doesn't but before like me yep and (laughs) before any of that 
look in the mirror. <laughs> Darn, I didn't do is that it, yet. Is it, is it me or is it the dog? With you, I know it's not you. I'm not concerned about you. You haven't bought the stroller yet. If you bought a, if you buy a stroller, Barrow, <laughs> I may we may be looking to cast another Let's Boop Snoots <laughs> co-host. <laughs> oh my goodness! But anyways, yes, those are our tips. You got anything else? No, no. Is that yeah. a wrap? That's a wrap. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in and join and us. Tune it. <laughs> join us next week on Let's Boop on Snoots. Let's Boop Snoots. <laughs> Bye. <Boop. laughs>